This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. What up, Star Wars fam? You. <laughs> We're in. That was perfectly choreographed. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just had way too much caffeine today, and I have a full cup ready, ready to go. Ryan's on the H2O side. But welcome back to Star Wars News. We're so excited to be here. A lot of fun things to talk about. A good week for Star Wars. A new show, a new season is about to drop. That a we're new gonna season. Get, get all into that. Before we do, I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's Long Lost Daughter. And I'm joined by my co-pilot, head of Popcorn Talk, Ryan Nelson. Rilo running the, the house. The force is strong with us this week. It has been a wild one for all those at home. And I think it's been a little slow with news, but we have a ton to talk about. Because season seven is less than 11 hours away. People. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a fun episode. No, no drama, just just good news. We're this all week. fine here. How are we're, you? We're really fine. It's, How are you? It's fine. We're fine. That's some ASMR for you guys. I like to drop that in every now and then. Our producer Jeff Graham in the booth loves when I chew loudly into the mic. Big Star Wars fan, Jeff Graham. Uh, I will say, the only thing I'm a true fan of is Steph just chewing into a microphone. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Steph's notorious for an accidental microphone chew. No, guys, I'm super excited to be here. As I mentioned, I uh, love producing the show. Not necessarily the biggest Star Wars fan, but I am a huge pop culture junkie, so I will loudly insert my opinion yeah, when I have one. He is. And you know who else are big Star Wars fans? You in the chat, which I'm monitoring right now. Shout out to Manny Gonzalez here every week. Greg Moschevich, Ivan Soto. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And please share your questions throughout. Steph and I will answer. Yes, we we love it. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Make sure you hit that like button. Share the episode with your friends and fam. We love the support. So let's dive right in, Rye. Let's dive in. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Season 7, ah! baby. We're hyped. <laughs> We're and, really And guess hyped. what, y'all? Steph started watching. Yes, I did. She's catching back up. I'm do- Yeah, so I I never committed. I watched a, <laughs> randomly a bunch of... I've probably seen a, lo- a majority of the episodes, but yeah. not... In a sequential manner, you fooled around with. I the, fooled the show. around, but I'm not. I wasn't committed. Right. I was in a complicated relationship with the Clone Wars, but here I am. Fake finger, fake, fing- fake, fake ring, ring finger <laughs> on my ring finger. I'm married, and I just started watching. According to your plan, actually, the article yes. you published on Popcorn Talk. You can check it out. It's the, all the required episodes. I feel for this upcoming season, which is tomorrow night, and we even got a preview. For this episode tomorrow, which is called The Bad Batch. I'm obsessed with The Bad Batch. This clip looks so cool. Ryan, what what are you excited for just from that clip? Well, what's wild about this, and from what we can tell, The Bad Batch is like a, a squad, it's squad 99. I love that. That's what they go by. And it's a, a squad of clones that apparently have some mutations that are desirable to their combat. Or at least that's what Wikipedia says. And we have actually four members of the squad, and we have little tiny bios that we also got from Wikipedia, so none of these are spoilers, but if you're afraid of getting spoiled... Just mute us for a second. Mute us. Steph, who's Wrecker? 
Oh my gosh! Right, I want you to give it to Fine. me. Fine, oh, you got it. God, uh, Wrecker, Wrecker, which we have a photo of. Uh, Wrecker is apparently the squad's strong man. He's he's big, he's brash, and he's the assault specialist, which is interesting. We've got a lot of fun squads in the history of Star Wars, from like stormtroopers to clones. This one I feel like is unique when you bring in like the mutation side of it because I yeah. feel like yeah, with cloning that must happen, but. I think with this show, it's interesting that, like, hey, but the, the mutations benefit their combat. So this one, his his is strength. I uh, can do crosshair. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Go for crosshair. I love these names. Crosshair. The team's grim, sarcastic sniper. This looks so cool. I, I think I resonate with him. I want to be a sniper. I'm getting, like, a Severus Snape vibe, yes. but with a clone. And he's a great hairline. <laughs> he does. <laughs> also, do we you call it a great bro? crosshair line? Ooh, do we do? That's probably why he's called crosshair. <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's a kind of a weird. Is that the mutation, Jeff? I think that's. I think it is. Yep. He's got a hair mutation. He needs uh, a pro game. <laughs> oh, my and God. And we have Tech, who is. I guess you can guess who Tech is, but he's the hyper tech specialist, knowledgeable tech specialist, hyper intelligent. Um, which is interesting. I bet he's known for like slicing doors uh, and, and I guess like getting into any type of facility. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love that. I love a good hacker. And then the leader of the squad, Steph. Oh, Hunter. Hunter. The team's leader. We don't have much else information regarding Hunter, but we know he's the team leader. And he looks like Rambo. Yes, I was just about to say that. Maybe he's voiced by Sylvester Sloan. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be dope. That would be probably (laughs) the best thing to ever happen. I mean, Apollo Creed's in the universe. You should get Sly. I'd lose my mind because Rocky and Star Wars are my two favorite things. Oh, um, yeah, it is. But this is a cool cool squad. And I think that that's a really unique... The thing about Hunter is that he's the leader and we don't know much else. So even Wikipedia was like, yeah, he's the leader. <laughs> so I wonder what his mutation is. We'll probably find out tomorrow when we see the first episode of Season 7. But cannot wait for the Bad Batch. What do you think, Steph? You I- hyped? Yeah, I'm so hyped. I was telling Rye before we started, they kind of remind me of what Suicide Squad could have been. And I love their introduction, and I think that they're going to bring a lot to this season, so I'm really excited for them. Cannot wait. Shout out to Brandon Hanna in the chat saying, best Star Wars show on the internet. Holy cow, Brandon, you are a saint and a scholar and a gentleman. Shout out to Darth Baca. That's Chewbacca's long-lost brother. She's the sister. So we're related. I think you're related. And we also got Star Drew in the chat. Thank you. Oh, you guys are the best. Love you. And um, I also just got a tweet notification from Vito just noting your awesome photography skills of me in that last picture. Yeah, if you check out the tweet. uh... (laughs) I I truly look stunning in it. So check it out. Yeah. It's a great example of my modeling capability. I didn't take it. Oh, yeah. Jeff Graham! <laughs> you picked it, though. I did pick it. So both of you are at fault. I picked it. You're both trying to screw me over. It's my, it's it's my fault. Fine. I, I picked it. I Luckily, picked it. I have confidence. Okay. 
So let's get into. Oh, this was so cool, right? Yeah. We just stumbled upon this Mandalorian. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> like he, we were eating sushi, which you'll see in the pic that we posted. But he's like, stop, hold the phone, hold the check sushi. this out. It's gonna, it's going to change the game for how things are filmed. We do have a little clip that we, you sent we, in. We right? Did a little time code from this video j- just while we're prepping it. This video is so cool. Yeah, it's the behind so give, the scenes, yeah. all the all the visual effects and just the workflow of that for this series. Apparently it's different than anything they've ever done. There is a shot though in this thing. Yeah, Jeff, if you can just rewind that. This is the coolest thing. They have like a green screen where they're basically shooting live to edit. Because a lot of visual effects you do in post, this they can get live. So it's right here. Look at that. That's insane. They can control the background in camera. That's visual effects in camera. That's wild. I just feel like this is going to also enhance the performances so much more because it's asking a lot of actors to do primarily green screen with no sort of setting around them. Obviously, most people can. We've seen Endgame. Like, they've all been great. But this is so dope. And it looks really efficient. Because the big thing with a lot of... I feel like you just need a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You need a Star Wars dough. Yeah, I need that Disney cash. But I think the big thing why movies take just so long in post is not only you're getting the right edit, but it's the visual effects. And the fact that you can shoot them in camera, that saves so much time on your edit. I just think that they're going to get a lot faster at filming this type of thing. And that's just so awesome that you have that luxury. But you have that Star Wars dough. Yeah. Actually, it's really good, but... It does stress me out because right now there are so many new things all the time and yeah. production is already so much faster with streaming and all these. Th- I, I can't handle anymore, My but gosh. I still think this is cool. I'm, I, I think I'm so happy when they post behind the scenes footage because you really get to see the world building behind it. And it's such a magnificent project. Absolutely. Completely agree. Cannot, and I, I, I think that that's going to make season two film a lot quicker. Just the fact that they can do that. Yeah. It's unheard of. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And they are, yeah, they're in the process of shooting season two. And we do have a rumor regarding that later in the the show that we'll get to. Exactly. So, um, cool news. The Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker, the book that is, did it just come out? Yeah, it was the novelization of episode nine. Yeah. um, They... it kind of uh, talks more in depth about that opening scene with Kylo Ren and kind of how he got there. Yeah. A bit of a weird opening scene, too, because yeah. most Star Wars movies, you get the crawl, then it pans down mm-hmm. left or right. It goes somewhere and you're in space. Th- and then maybe a ship comes into frame. This movie just like cut to planets. Exposition. And it's Kylo Ren Find just Find the like- Wayfinder throwing guys and you're like who are these people he's throwing and then he gets the wayfinder and it's just the whole thing you're like why is he there what was the inciting incident with all that so this novelization actually shed some light and gave some more context around that and it's just a good shout out you should check out all the novelizations of these movies because they add a little bit more detail into things that happen in between scenes that we just don't get on film yeah i'm I'm definitely going to look into this. The book describes um, this opening scene. Kylo soon outpaces his stormtrooper escorts as he cuts a swath of destruction through the Alzamek who attempt to block his path to Vader's castle. Or rather, it's crumbling ruins. Kylo enters the castle grounds with purpose and finds an arc containing an artifact that will lead him to the answers. So, cool. I'm down to read this. Super down. Even a quick shout out to the... uh, Episode 8 novelization, I didn't read the whole thing, but someone showed me the first chapter and 
so cool. It's Luke Skywalker uh, basically having a conversation with himself and flashing back to when he was just a little farm boy. Oh, I've like, actually, oh my God, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was so cool. I do like, we we were just talking about this. The books do give more information and kind of, I love books in general because you do get to have way more setting packed into it because they're obvi- they don't only have two hours. They have... 200 pages or whatever it may be so that's dope i'm excited about to read that get my hands on that your hands on that there's a lot of great books out there in the galaxy far far away yeah let's get to our rumor has it though so (laughs) this is a big rumor there's a casting rumor going around uh for mandalorian season two on a new character that will potentially explore more of cara dune's background Mm. and where she came from and the rumor is that wwe superstar sasha banks has reportedly been cast and this was um this was reported by Matt Men Pro Podcast, and the source claims that she's already filmed her scenes for season two. The casting rumor has yet to be confirmed by Disney Plus or the showrunners, and little is known about her character, but it seems likely that she's someone's, yeah, from Cara Dune's past. Big rumor. Big Not rumor. confirmed. That's Not from a, a, re- a pro wrestling podcast. It's from a podcast. It's like if we reported something, which is still cool, but it's, it's still a rumor. I'm all in on this. It's I a, love this idea. Okay, why? She is awesome. I've heard this. I pro- <laughs> I produce a lot of the the wrestling content here, and so I'm constantly seeing her, constantly seeing uh, her storyline in WWE. She is first of all gorgeous, mm-hmm. second of all incredible in WWE, and just like has a, a massive awesome pre- presence. I think she is a great person to be related to Gina Carano, who also has the wrestling or the fighting background. I'm so in for this, and I think this is such a great idea. I think it's fun. You know, you have a wrestler who does acting and just giving them another role. Does and, she? Oh, oh yeah, because she. You're saying she acts as a wrestler. Uh, is that what you're saying? I, now I'm now I'm in bad territory. Yeah, uh, but I'm saying that she she's a performer, and because I think that she could perform in this field as well. That's where. I have a difference in opinion is that I totally, I think the WWE is so awesome, but Mm. I'm just not sold on the crossover so quickly straight from WWE. And she, everything I've heard about her is amazing. Like she's so dope. Look at her. Yeah. She's She's stunning. She's badass. She is a great performer and has great stage presence, but it's different when you're in such a high stakes show to just cast people, because I get that they can do the stunts, but you have Disney money, so I don't really care about that sort of explanation. Mm. That doesn't really do enough for me to make that the reason. And also, I I think Cara Dune, um, I, I do like her character, but I don't need another really similar character. If she was going to come in with uh. something different, that'd be cool, but if it's going to be the same, I want a different a different type of woman character. It might run the risk of being a little too similar, but I am still sold on her. I think she is an awesome addition, and I, I like that theme. If it's maybe from where Cara Dune is from, and maybe this is a longtime friend or comrade, I'm so game for this. I think it's, and it, she's a wrestler, so she's got the strength. She can probably do her own stunts, just like Gina Carano can. I think it's a really awesome pick and an inspired choice, and I can't wait to see her. Inspired choice. I'll uh, playfully push back on you, Steph. In terms of WWE, I know what you mean. There's a bit of a stigma, but The Rock's first film appearance was in The Mummy. So, like, it's possible to take 
an unsculpted kind of WWE talent, put them, I don't mean physically unsculpted, right. obviously, but I'm talking like in terms of, you know, formal training, whatever, and put them in something huge and they become the rocks. So totally. Yeah. But did we love the rocks performance in the mummy? Oh, snap. <laughs> it's been a long time, guys. Okay, I'm Sasha. So here's the thing. I am obsessed with The Rock. I think he's one of the greatest humans to walk this earth. And I, I'm now liking his roles, but there's a lot that I still saw someone in the ring just taking on a role. It, it's hard because what they do is so ta- it, it yeah. requires so much talent, but it's different. Totally. It's similar, it is but different. different. It's very different. A lot of people in the chat are agreeing with Steph as well. We got uh, Greg and Ivan all saying, I agree with Steph, plus one for Steph. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, look, maybe The Rock's first role wasn't great, but he got there. I also <laughs> think I'm a clunky. I, I am Sasha banking on her to be cast in this series, and I think she's going to crush it. I think she's going to prove all the, the doubters. Okay. Wrong. Okay. I'd like to see it. Well, well, I guess we will. We'll have to see. Um, This is a fun story. Harrison Ford was surprised about the Han Solo return. And uh, and then in this conversation he had during an interview, he didn't know. He didn't even understand what they meant by force ghosting. He's like, I... Force ghosting? It's not his territory. (laughs) Is force ghosting like texting or... I'm going to start force ghosting all you... (laughs) Everyone... Worst ghosting. I love that. I don't know what that is. But the fact that this is the guy who in episode seven is like, that's not how the force works. And yeah. you don't even know what a force ghost is. This is blasphemy. He doesn't know how to force ghost. But he's just happy. He's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. But what I really liked about this interview is that he was saying when JJ asked him to do it, he was really excited about it and he quickly sold if if JJ thought it made sense and enhanced the film, then he was really into it. But what was really cute was that he just wanted to be in more scenes with Adam Driver. Yeah, you can tell I and mean, we kid, like it's all right, he doesn't know what a force ghost is, even though he's been in this for over forty years. <laughs> But I, I think the thing is with Harrison Ford, he's such a talented performer. Like he cares more about, I think, the performance and the craft as opposed to maybe the minutia of the Star Wars facts, theories, and abilities. So I just think that speaks to him. Like he, if he saw an interesting storyline there, that's why he came back. He was convinced there, and he was convinced to come back in Episode Nine because of JJ as well. So, and he's doing press for Call for the Wild, and I, I think. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're going to see if he can open a movie that's not one of these big franchise movies. I still think he can. But Are you, you... going to see it? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, is, I, uh, unless, all I've seen is the people. cover photo. It's like him with the dog, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it looks a lot like a, another Disney product. I think Willem Dafoe even did a similar movie on Disney Plus this year. I, I'm, I'm game to see anything Harrison Ford. This one isn't really calling to me. This looks like something that my dad would just be like. Get in the car, my, yeah, let's go. Yeah, get the wifey in the car to watch this. Yeah, this is him. This is a aging man's film for sure. But people were hating on Harrison Ford for this. Why? And because he, they're like, he doesn't know what a force ghost is. Oh, oh, he for that. Know. I thought you meant for his new role. Oh, no, the new film was oh, fun. Oh, who I think cares? Gonna, I know, it's just like, guys, calm down. He gave he, us Han Solo. He did enough. And he crushes it every time. Yeah. Like, like lay off Harrison. Come on. Yeah, he's break. fine. He forgave his son for murdering him. He's a good guy. <laughs> That's all we need. If That's he can forgive his re- son, you can forgive him. Yeah. That part, Ryan. <laughs> that part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> pun after pun today. Okay. Another reason why Favreau is my one of my favorite people. He's just so 
just seems like a cool guy. He just seems like a bro. A great Twitter exchange happened with. Uh, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> a great Twitter exchange happened. This I think was today, right? He uh, Phil Tippett. <laughs> Phil Tippett. He did work on the original Star Wars trilogy with the visual effects and the practical effects back in the day. Really talented. He actually tweeted at Favreau saying congratulations on the success for Mandalorian and all this. And he said he'd love to get involved in the, in the future, but just like Bravo. Basically just saying, yo, what's up? You're awesome. Would love to work sometime. And Favreau replied saying, hey, we're on set right now. And we're all talking about how much we just love to he see said, you I'm here. a huge fan. Dude. That's so cool. Like, open arms. He's just awesome. Yeah. The fact that he did that over Twitter publicly, like, yeah. Yeah, come on down. What? Yeah, because he didn't have to... Yeah, he didn't have to do that, but it's cool because it would be great to have him involved. We like, should check not? back in because I think it, we should check back I in on this. I think I should shoot my shot at John Favreau too. Yeah, I've done nothing for Star Wars, but hey, you do a show, yeah. <laughs> do a show. And there's something just so earnest about him saying, "Thank you, I'm a huge fan." Yeah. Wow, like it just feels like one of us. Like he feels like one of us. That's I mean, why it, it I really said is. a great Twitter exchange happened. I know it's like the power of positive social media. Yes, I'm really in for it. I'm just happy that he is creating in this universe he's a part of this universe and right now he's done no wrong and I'm, I'm just really excited to see where he keeps going with it me too me too and other news in the in the comic world the comics this was awesome a new comic reveals luke skywalker briefly wielding a yellow saber <laughs> that this is wild this is wild for some context, y'all, and we, we've we been kind of covering these comics, like, here and there over the past couple of weeks. We might start actually reading them and actually giving you updates every week. Uh, thing is, it has a weird release schedule yeah. with a lot of these. So, for some context, there's two Star Wars comics that we're kind of covering. This one is actually just called Star Wars right now. There's mm-hmm. been two issues, and the end of the second one has someone catch uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber after his hand got cut off. And we're like, who is that? This is the cover... Bear with me here for the sixth issue, which is a few weeks away, and we're speculating like he has a yellow saber. So the idea is maybe after, but in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, before he made that green one, yes. maybe he had a yellow lightsaber, which yeah. is nuts. So this is after he lost his lightsaber on Cloud. Right, that's what we think. Yeah, I also wonder if, and the only other time we've seen a yellow saber, which I, people keep debating Ray's. Late lightsaber color. Yeah, it was yellow. But it, yeah, it was yellow, and I don't know where the debate is. Maybe that was pea yellow. Yeah, yeah, pure, pure, pure. So pure. I don't know. I, I find it interesting that that just happened, and now this is just happening. Right. Oh, that's a really interesting point. Actually, yeah. Now, maybe that's the the connection there. I love that idea. I also think. And it's sort of been a little blurry with, like, the Star Wars canon as to, like, what each color means. Yeah. Like, green means you're more force, and blue means you're more of a knight. Like, I think it's kind of up to the Jedi to pick, but the idea that he had yellow for a time being, that's really cool. And I, I cannot wait to see. These comics just sound so awesome, and they really shed some more light and detail onto these characters we love so much and i think they do it in a really fun way yeah i feel like there's no real way to designate these it's totally up to the jedi what is we have yellow? mace with purple you know yeah samuel jackson asked for a purple one 
<laughs> Samuel L. Jackson gets what Samuel L. Jackson wants, period. That's right. <laughs> and, I mean, I think we the one thing we do know for sure is for red, I think red, the way you get red is you make the crystal mm-hmm. bleed. Meaning, like, they use their dark force energy on it. Like, that. that's kind of cool. But the other ones, I think it's sort of up in the air. And I think we might learn more about them in these comics. I would love that. I love that's the type of stuff I totally nerd out on. Oh, totally. I love the history behind those types of things. That's why I like Lord of the Rings. And, oh, the best. The yeah. lore. The lore. We love the lore. Uh, and another comic. So this is separate from Star separate Wars com- comic. Yeah, separate the from the Star, Star Wars, Wars comic. comic. Right. Yeah, it's a confusing name with this. Yeah. So it confirmed that Kylo Ren was Luke Skywalker's first Jedi student. Really which is, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I kind of assumed that when I watched the movies, but I, I it obviously wasn't confirmed. And I didn't speculate on that too much. The thing that I was a little caught off guard by huh. with this is <laughs> if you saw Rise of Skywalker... There's a flashback where he's teaching Leia. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? But like he's teaching Leia how to be a Jedi. And I'm like, were you already teaching her son before that? Or was that like No way. Was was she even considered a student? Maybe yeah, it was I just don't like think a so, because she never became Right. Oh, oh well, that's a good point too. Well, she was... maybe not full fledged Jedi, but she would got some training. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing like maybe he, i think what this comic is saying is that he was the first padawan like he the first actual student whereas leia he was just kind of teaching to do a few things yeah this chapter also reveals ben solo's first audition to join the knights of ren so it kind of delved into just how evil he could be a different look into into that transition so that will be cool to see. We have some really cool comments in the chat. Um, they're actually going back to that yellow lightsaber thing. Please. They're all saying, uh, bring up Brandon Hanna saying, the yellow lightsaber Luke is holding looks like the one he found from the old Jedi Temple. Will be interesting to see how it's explained. It looks like a Jedi Temple guard saber. Oh, that's right. If you watch uh, like a lot of the Clone Wars, sometimes the guards of the Jedi Temple have yellow sabers. Mm-hmm. So there's a weird, there's a unique consistency there. Um, a lot of people just saying, yep, yeah, the yellow is not really explained. Reminds me of the Jedi Guards. So, yeah, I think it's there's not really a consistent user or type of person who uses the yellow. I think it's kind of just another color. Yeah, maybe he was just saw a guard and he's like, bro, I need this real quick because I just lost mine and I'm about to build another one. But until then, can I use this? Thank maybe. you. I think so. But yeah. And, yeah, and back to this uh, this Kylo one. Yeah, is his first first padawan and luke brought on a bunch more students but at the end of the day ray was the best one to don't even get me started on ray just ray <laughs> ray ray skywalker ray, skywalker. <laughs> ray who ray, ray skywalker <laughs> dude love it i will never get old okay uh, why don't you take this next story since you're the big, you have been covering. The theories. Yeah. And Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. So we're going into Force Theory, y'all. This is where we highlight some of the more popular theories in the Star Wars ethos. This time of year. Uh, this one right now is Ahsoka Tanu, uh, which, by the way, Clone Wars returning tomorrow. We are actually doing an interview with the writer of the Ahsoka book right after this show on the AfterBuzz Animation channel. So stay tuned for that. But this is the theory. The fact that Ahsoka Tanu's cameo in Rise of Skywalker, we heard her voice mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. The theory is that cameo means she's dead. Now, walking through that is because every other voice you hear 
in that scene are people who have passed or are force ghosts mm-hmm. or are gone, mm-hmm. uh, which is really like, yeah, that's a good point. But Dave Filoni. Oh, my gosh. He came in with heat. Came in hot. Hot. He was like, chill. Yeah. I, I want to read the quote. <laughs> we should read it. Yeah. I have to wonder with Star Wars fans. Filoni shared. <gasps> they seem to watch the movies, but they don't take all the lessons. Okay, Yoda Filoni. They deal a lot in absolutes, which is very much a Sith Ooh. thing. <laughs> the shade. Dave! I remember in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke speaking out through the Force to Leia. Vader also does this at the end of The Empire Strikes Back. There's no absoluteness that these people are dead. I mean, some of them we know are dead, but yeah. Wow. So I feel like Calling him saying that out. means she's not dead. I, th- I maybe, or I think he's just like, don't guess the right thing. Maybe I, I think I think he's just like, who knows? Like we're not. Maybe they're not even there yet because we don't know what happens to Ahsoka, which is so exciting. Like we're gonna learn more. There's so much more to that story, and I cannot wait to see the rest. Um, I think, but she's alive at the end of the book. She is alive at the end of the book, and she's alive in Rebels, and. The thing is, though, I wouldn't be surprised if she's dead because this takes place 30 years after the original trilogy. She'd be pretty old at this point. Like, she'd be very old. I don't. I just don't think that it, it would be unlikely, in my opinion. Maybe she would just die from old age. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's it's that would be you know 30 years post Return of the Jedi. Where she was already, I mean, yeah, that puts her in like late sixties, early seventies. Does her species age the same as? That's the thing is, it's all we don't know. Yeah. So I think anything's possible, and I think that's what Dave Filoni's kind of highlighting here. It's like, hey, it's all possible. Yes. Uh, it just, but that is a common thread. Everyone else whose voice we heard, we as far as we know, has perished. What okay. do y'all think? So the lesson is, don't be a Sith. Don't be a Sith. Don't speculate too much. A lot of people, in the, a lot of people in the chat believe uh, she's still alive. Um, it's animated, so it's animated. So if she's not dead, it won't surprise me now. Yeah, I mean, I, look, she's young in the Clone Wars, and this would be about like fifty years from the Clone Wars to then. So it's possible she's alive. It's just like I, I would totally understand if she's dead, but there's so many years of that story, like that isn't a huge deal to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Quick thing before we move on. Um, I need everyone to hit that like button. Thumbs up. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's get into this, all this merch and access. Merchandising. Yeah. All this money to be made. All the more money to be made. So the UK will now gain access to Disney plus March 24th. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense why they didn't have access. It's, it's Brexit. The internet. Yeah. Brexit. Brain. I have no idea. (laughs) But it's, it's the internet. It's not fair because Twitter doesn't just like, Block our tweets from the rest right. of the world. Like all these places where, where you social can watch forums the where we discuss it and give all these spoilers. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. I feel bad for them. Same. They have. I mean, they've probably pirated it, which is unfortunate. But I would do the same thing. Like, why haven't you given them access to this? It's weird. This is so late. This is three and a half months late. They're, they're going to be like, what's Baby Yoda? Have they already we know Baby a Yoda reason? Is. is there a reason? Because I just don't understand. I think it's just the logistics of releasing this type of stuff, which and I think it's because it's TV, because it's this new streaming platform. I assume that now that they have access to Disney Plus in March, 
from here on out they're gonna get everything at the same time okay. but no i don't really know the full reason why i, I think I feel this like is kind of ridiculous just like an american flex like y'all can wait <laughs> i think it has to do a lot of times like territorial release schedules had to do with like this is when i can like nerd out Go like old timey film distribution was like four territories like usually start america then go europe then go asia um but i feel like that is that model for film distribution is becoming less and less practical and relevant with streaming because uh the internet it, you know you're so right and i mean people are it's gonna encourage people to pirate it i, I yeah. totally agree this i think just, you're losing money you're losing money like sign the deal i think this is brexit's fault <laughs> it's brexit it's brexit but yeah you, there's money on the table i assume that from here on out they're gonna get everything at the same time it's just weird like even if it is a territorial thing back in the old days you're right that's how it works but it's 2020 Baby Yoda. What era are we living in where we're just limiting access to people on <laughs> the webs, on the World Wide Literally the oh, World Wide Web. It's so frustrating. Whatever. At least they get it soon. Yes. Congrats. Only like eight months behind. Good day. Okay. In other news, the Skywalker Saga box set is <gasps> now is now available on Blu-ray for 129 99 which is a lot of money, but it's at, we did the calculations. Usually, each DVD is $20, so you're actually saving some money. Yeah, each pack. Are you going to get this? I would love this. <laughs> uh, by the way, this releases the day before my birthday. So, just When's your saying, birthday? It's the 18th. Oh, we're both Pisces. Yeah, I'm fish. Wait, y'all know I'm a Pisces, too. Whoa! Okay, so I'm March 10th, you're March 17th, and you're March 18th? 18th. So he's St. Patrick's Day. I'm Patty's. I'm St. Ryan's Day. And <laughs> I'm you're, just the 10th. You're the 10th. Yeah. But I'm hyped. I, yeah, 129.99. It sounds like a ton. It is a ton. But it's a bargain, I think, with all the special features. What's really interesting about this is I think we're going to get like a ton of the deleted scenes. And this is around the same time that the Blu-ray 4, Just Rise of Skywalker, is going to come out. I think it's cool. I, I kind of wish that... I'm just getting nerdy here, but like the packaging... I kind of wish the packaging was cooler. Like Fast and Furious did a box set, and it was a wheel. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this should have been on the Millennium Falcon or yeah. something. Yeah, like make the case of a ship or yeah. make it... Make it like Yoda's head. I, something. Like I want a... Maybe it's Chewbacca and like you open his mouth and it's all the DVDs. <laughs> maybe it's R2-D2. Like just something Ooh, cool. R2-D2. This is just like a book. This looks like a book stopper on a bookshelf. They were too busy creating the life-size Baby Yoda. Oh my to gosh. To do a proper box. Which the Baby Yoda merch has been revealed. It was revealed on GMA. Today. And the internet freaked out, as they should, because it's 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 really Baby Yoda. Michael and Sp- this is actually more expensive than the entire Blu-ray set. But I... Th- okay, this is a hard question. Are you getting Baby Yoda yes. or the Blu-ray set? Yes. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. What about this is you all in the chat? Bank. Yeah, what, what's everyone in the chat getting? The Would, box set yeah. of all nine? You have $160 to spend. <laughs> Are you getting Baby Yoda or the Blu-ray set? Tell us! Answer by tonight. Tweet at us. Thanks. The I mean, look at this. Oh, shit. That's like, look, normally Listen. this stuff kind of freaks me out. That looks so adorable. We're going to have it right here. Oh, my gosh. That is the cutest thing ever. I just... I just imagine 
young Steph, young Steez, seeing this, because I never asked for baby dolls. I never wanted any of that stuff. I'm like, why would I be an early mother? Like, I need to enjoy this childhood, adolescence, up until the last day that I can avoid motherhood. Why would I get this? But young Steve would have bought this and take ca- taken care of that thing like no other. Oh my gosh! It's Mandohood. Like, yeah, you Mando gotta get Mandohood. Oh, carry for the child. Yeah, I yeah. love it. This thing is gonna make them so much money. Oh God. I yeah, that is expensive. Sold out though already. I'm pretty sure they have necklaces. Like if you look at the display, they Michael Strahan is like, I might get some of this. He it's awesome. You have little pop figures, you have the doll, you have a smaller doll, and you have necklaces. You're gonna you're gonna go to like a jewelry store and be able to buy Baby Yoda merch. Go to Zales and you'll find Baby Yoda necklaces. If, yeah, if I had a lot of money to spend, Quavo, <laughs> um, one of the Migos, has what? Sorry, there's people in the chat that think it looks creepy. <laughs> creepy? What do you mean? It's actually Baby Yoda. Kavari says it looks creepy af. As fuck. Oh, yep. you were and, just... Uh, oh, oh, you were just trying not to cut. I was just censoring it like a Star Wars movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, why are you so fixated on the Disney... Okay. Uh, <laughs> they said they, they would actually, some people were saying they'd buy the steel cover of Rise of Skywalker and nothing else. Wow. And, they, and a lot of people are just saying, yeah, they're not too into the merch. Some people say, oh, yeah, we're getting it there. Uh, buy, already pre ordering. Wow. Yeah, everyone's all, they're about it. Yeah, I'm about it. I, I don't know when I would get it, but I think if I have another opportunity, I will. Anyway, so that's really fun stuff with Baby Yoda. He's also... I do want to read this one last quote, you guys. So, Baby Yoda, this is on (laughs) Dictionary.com. His meme has been added, but there was a really funny article. I can't find it right now. We're running out of time, We're running out of time. It's Adam Adam Pally. I'm going to drop it in the comments. He basically talked about how the scene where he had to punch Baby Yoda, and he got really excited and accidentally punched Baby Yoda too hard, and everyone on set was like, "Whoa!" whoa! Like, what are you doing, you Satanist? Anyways, thank you guys all for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button. Leave us a comment after this video is done. Until next week, Rye, where can we find you? You can find me at Rye Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, and on Instagram at Ryan Nilsen, N-I-L-S-E-N, underscore Steph. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra, S-A-B-R-A-W. Until next week, may the force be with you always. Mwah, mwah. Mwah. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.